0: hey guys welcome to the space pirate captain harlock fan podcast here we are i'm
1: kayla
2: i'm dylan
0: i'm natasha it's us we're back for the first time and also
1: the current time
2: <laughs> yeah this is where it goes it's over we've been here
1: for the past all the way up to the present moment it's us uh, uh i can't remember if i introduced myself already i'm kayla Yes. Yeah, you did.
2: I'm killing. Okay. I'll do it again and, and, and Natasha. The second there time we go. Double, yeah. hey! We we just recorded an episode, Kayla's sick, I'm even more tired. And I
0: haven't showered yet.
2: And Natasha's just growing to be more Natasha. Natasha's <laughs> like just like a, a fungus. It just grows more Natasha. N- yes, Natasha
1: is ready to talk about Lady Matsumoto. Yes. yes Lars, we're
2: talking about Lars of the Stars yes. by Riddle Mariums and Lord Zo. Just gotta get that out of the way before we start. Uh, go for it, baby. You, and if, you yeah, go,
0: baby, for, go. For those who don't know, Lars' entire existence in this episode is a big reference and shout-out to an anime from, like, I want to say, like, the 70s and 80s. I can't remember when it came out. I just remember watching it as a kid. I rented it from Blockbuster all the time. Called Space Pirate Captain Harlock, which is directed by the anime director I never shut up about when I talk about this show, uh, Leiji Matsumoto, who is also an inspiration for the design of Blue Diamond. And he is one of my favorite directors. He also directed the animated Daft Punk film, Interstellar
2: 5555. Oh, that and, shit was dope? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yes. same guy. Sick. Yeah. kind th- th- of a feeling weird.
0: Yeah, he's uh, seriously one of my favorite uh, anime directors of all time. And I love his art style and most of the things he's made, I'm a massive
1: fan of.
2: I've, I've browsed, like, Wikipedia pages of his movies. Everybody look into that if you like this episode.
1: And, uh... Dylan mentioned this while we were watching the episode, and I think that it's very applicable that Lars basically just, like, watched a bunch of anime and applied it to his life. Yeah, basically. like, he, he yeah. realized
2: also, it's like, he realized, like, I'm never, what the fuck, there's aliens Lars is a lazy man. And he's like, exactly. well, I have, because well, for me, I almost, I feel like I've learned a lot of how I act, like, okay, this is, this is a weird one, okay, so, like, like, the, the, the parks and recreation... Where uh, Chris Traeger keeps solving all of Anne's problems and is driving her crazy, yeah. and Ron Swanson's advice is, "You need to stop trying to solve her problems; just listen to them." That for me was like how I learned that. I learned a lot of like how social conventions work. Through television, so I feel like yeah. if I was in the situation, I would honestly be like, "What the fuck do you do when there's an alien? I only have a few references, like, and they're all so it's, yeah. anime." So I, yeah, it's really, it's like once they just keep working, he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get, I'm, I'm just, just gonna, gonna lean into this shit." Sure yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, just gonna yeah. Do, 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 so yeah, go hard with it. I, and it, I love it.
1: And I wrote this down. Lars is finally in his element. Yes, yeah, um,
2: this, this is where he's meant to be.
1: Literally. Who knew that this was his element, not Lars, yeah, not that, me? Did the universe? <laughs> That's my
2: question. Yeah. No, was this but, planned?
1: I don't know. I I don't know. I couldn't tell I you. Really but it's so I clear. Really
2: okay, so
0: okay, not not based on evidence, but in gut instinct, I know for a fact that from the very start, Rebecca Becky Shugs Becky Shugs was gonna go. I'm putting. Space pirate Captain Harlock in this fucking show, if it kills me.
1: And they dump us into it. They, yeah, like, they do. You know, like, and they and they reference several times that yes, the last time that we saw Lars, he was freshly dead in a cave <laughs> on an alien planet.
2: Like, uh, if if you, I'm watching the episode right here. It's actually 50 seconds in. You have 50 seconds of Steven saying, "I got a little present for Lars," and it doesn't even feel rushed. He's like, "I got a little thing for Lars from his parents," then little bear. Yeah. and they say cool 50 seconds then boom we're in space and immediately it's an emergency like yeah. that's that's the I think that's the most abrupt thing that's ever happened to Steven Universe, and I fucking love it. Like that's yeah. it's, the, it's, it's the, the entire intro sequence. Can we just acknowledge is like the coolest? And I watched like all the that, little like, titles. over twenty times. It's yes, it's so good.
1: It's so good. This episode is such a joy. It's it so really fun. Is. This
2: is maybe my favorite episode of the show. Like legitimately, not... feels
0: like an old school Saturday cartoon. Like
2: if you asked me like, which favorite episode, of, like the whole list, I feel like I would probably give you a different answer. But if you're gonna tell me like, which one do I have the most fun watching, and the most like, yeah, what this is crazy Stevani in space mega xlr references in my opinion as far as like driving a spaceship with like, like uh wheels i know when else I, I think, like maybe two or three people in the world watch me watch mega xlr growing up but it's super influential for me like as a mecha cartoon thing acknowledging japanese stuff This entire show is beautiful, this episode. Holy fuck, I just, I'm sorry,
0: I just had a, uh, I'm I'm browsing through Leiji Matsumoto art as we're doing this episode, and another anime he did is called Battleship Yamato, and I just fucking realized the spacesuits that they wear are literally the spacesuits that gyms wear when they're driving ships.
1: There we go. Even getting into, like, meta levels, how anime this episode is, we're, we're, if I recall correctly, when we spoke about, before this episode aired, we were talking about Lars and, like, the possibilities of, of his future. We were all rooting for him, but none of us were expecting him to be thriving, yes. necessarily.
2: He didn't get fixed, I, if I yeah. didn't fucking, like, multi, uh, exp- exponentially multiply as a person.
1: Yeah, so, like, he's been growing while we've been away. The same way that Sadie's been growing while he's been away. And they touch on that on the episode. And I'm going to get into that later. Dylan's right with how much Lars is leaning into this mm-hmm. um because like he, he has been reborn in every sense of the word. So you yeah. can just do
0: whatever
2: he wants. It, it's kinda like if you maybe in high school you kinda lash out at people because you really didn't know how to deal with everything and you just were like an angry kid and you were kind of like a dick and you're just like mm-hmm. there's this weird angry nerd and then you go to college and there's like whole blank slate. I think it mm-hmm. are a pretty common archetype. I mean, I would say I probably fall into that category. Lars exactly. definitely is in that category, and this is like kind of Lars' freshman year. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: where he's just like, like I, I have mm-hmm. nothing to lose and everything. Yeah, today. there's
2: an entirely new social group. Why would I act the way I acted before? Exactly. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> and I, and it.
1: I actually like that they kind of dumped us into to the the middle of this character arc, yes. like the middle of like, oh, Lars is a space pirate and he yeah. uh, stole a ship and he's it- not freshly dead.
2: Yeah, in a and, cave and, and on top of that, they, they managed to deal with the entire Sadie thing within six minutes and thirty seconds. That's yeah. how long it takes them to get through. Like this episode uses time so efficiently because I don't know what you guys, but it did not feel rushed at all. It was so yeah. exciting that nothing felt rushed. It just felt like everything was badass and awesome. Every single line was like an entirely new exciting thing that we never thought was gonna happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. How the. F- fuck, does Pad Parasha's joke still work? Yeah, not, every it it
2: always How work. does it not get old?
1: It, it always it's, it's, works.
2: It's evergreen. And they found a joke that's completely evergreen. You can, yeah. You can, yeah. You can do that shit season 12, it'll still be laughing.
1: It'll, it'll <laughs> still be funny. Also, the fact that we see that Steven and Lars have grown a lot closer. Like, yeah. the first thing they do is they hug.
2: I really do like um, Stephen and Lars's relationship because it is... It is kind of nice to see that it's like um, I don't want to say Stephen fixed him, but like that Steven reached out to somebody and helped them. It's like a very good example. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it took Lars dying a little bit to fix him, yeah. but it, he did, He was on the right path. Like Like the fact that he like tried making that cake, even if he threw it away, he was on the right he was he was he was in the right direction. He was putting the yeah. Yeah. at the end. You know what I mean? So it's like I think that's what, plus dying was a good it galvanized <laughs> him into being a badass yeah. anime character. Like I would I just think can someone do that to me? Can someone, like, can I kill... Can someone can, kill me? Can I killed? Yeah, I'll, I'll you yeah. like, a nun or Please whatever. Please kill me. But then Please. Bring, bring me back to life and make me, like, an anime character instead of all this bullshit. The
1: the screen commentary is so good. Like, the, the titles of all of the characters, yes. but also the fact that, like, when Stevani is in the, uh, like, little escape pod, his, like, targeting system has a personality... Like, instead of saying, like, target locked or whatever, it says bingo bongo. Yes. And, like, when it sees the missiles, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's so great. Like, everything about this is just so fun. Yeah,
2: every, every single time where they could be like, we could do this, but is that a little bit too, too much? It feels like they were like, no, nah, throw it in. Like, like,
1: it is too much. Let's do it.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a little bit sensory overload. It's, like, not a sensory overload. It's, like, um, beat overload. Everything yeah, is, everything is. It's
1: paced really, really quickly. And it it's
2: but Great. it doesn't feel rushed. Yeah. Okay. What was I? I'm really embarrassed. She's one of my favorite gems right now. What's the name of the gem who's got big puffy hair? Uh, Rodanite. uh Yeah. Okay. I my she's like maybe one of my favorite gems because of her eyes. You, you can follow two different lines of thought when you watch exactly, her. exactly. Yeah. I, every yeah. scene, I literally like, will like watch it two or three times to just be like, "There's the pearl only. There's the ruby only. Oh, there's them together." And it's it's so seamless and perfect. And I that alone, I just will say that'll that if that was if the episode was just them in a room and that was happening i would still be raving about it because <laughs> i really fucking love that that's maybe my favorite fusion actually really quickly what are your guys favorite fusion like n- knowing Ooh. all the off colors everybody Ooh. all the weird mm. ones also smoky included everybody
1: mm. that's I to a tough that one a yeah mm. right it might be alexandrite
2: Really? Oh, I always I like Lizard Drake for the the Neon Genesis Evangelion a bit of it. You know, really like very nostalgic. I always like your design.
0: I think mine might be rainbow quartz.
2: Ah, really? oh, word.
0: That's because you like the eighties.
2: Oh my god, the, the, the leg like warmers, 80s. like hell yes, yeah, leg warmers. Uh, I, like I, I'm all about leg warmers. I will say that. Um,
1: okay, so I pulled up a list. Uh, yes. We have Stavani Garnet, Opal, Rainbow Quartz, Malachite, Smoky Quartz. The corrupted Jasper fusion, Topaz Rhodonite Sugulite, Sardonyx, the three Ruby fusion, the five Ruby fusion, Alexandrite, an unknown hand cluster, the Temple fusion, Fluorite, and the cluster. Out of all of those, I I do think that Alexandrite is my favorite, and I can't exactly say why. Maybe it's just because she's so like bizarre, yeah. like she's she's so alien, but still so but still so human, and she. Breathes fire and wears cool sunglasses and has big hair. Uh,
2: That's so great we got some animation going on. I love the scar that Lars has. I love. Yeah. I love when he gets kind of a feminine at the at the end. Like, do you know what I mean? Where he, he kind like, of he just, has like. His-
1: we- jut it the out, out and he like laugh. like does the yeah. like under the chin little hand uh flourish yeah. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> everything laugh, is so great. great it's so great yes
2: it's like after kevin party which in my opinion is like we just we just watched it and we just yes. did an episode on it it's i don't say it's hard to watch but not like fun to watch you're like oh steven and like oh connie you know what i mean yeah it's like it's like we really needed this like splash of fun.
1: This is possibly the best episode to have after Kevin party. Um because we and we talked very, about very well paced. Yes, it's really well paced. And we talked about this in Kevin party um where we have this kind of revelation where Lars and Kevin are actually really similar characters when they at the beginning of their arcs. Um, and they branch yeah. and they develop in opposite directions. So it's yes. really good to have this episode right after Kevin Party because in Kevin Party you get to be like, this is what a douchebag teenager is when he Decides to keep being a douchebag teenager, and then we yeah. do Lars of the Stars, and it's like this is what a douchebag teenager does when he realizes his mistakes and goes through a a rebirth, both literally and figuratively. It's
2: very—he's also confronted with something that, like I think is very relatable. Like if, if you have an—they weren't together, I realize, but it's a, I think anyone can appreciate the feeling if you have an ex. And then they they do anything that makes them happy afterwards. There's a little bit of a pang, I think, yeah. in the first time at least where we you're like, uh. Without me, like it just like that yeah. <laughs> is like very, and, oh. so like seeing that's like I don't know it's a very relatable feeling that can go very very wrong if you take that in the wrong direction. Yeah. So I think it's... I think definitely it was great like as a foil for sure to yeah, like, and... Kevin. I, I wish they aired them back to back.
1: Friendly reminder that Lars is still a teenager going through a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah. All these fucking kids, and then all the gems there were just no help. Well, <laughs> I mean, in their defense, they're, they're children too. <laughs> they yeah. are
1: children. Um... <laughs> They're 1,000-year-old children. Yes. It is important that we see that Lars isn't completely fixed. Like, he's doing really, really great, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't still have problems. Lars's
2: timeline is he he was going to go to that party and he was getting a little bit better then he got kidnapped, then all of this shit happened behind the scenes, and then now this episode. Yeah. So, so like, emotionally, he has not dealt with his human life exactly. really at all. Exactly. In like, any way, yeah. He just knows everybody knows he's alive, and that's like, okay, now i got to focus on being a pirate. Yeah, that's no, better.
1: and, and he, he's doing this to get back to Earth, so he's he's literally doing yeah. what he has to, and he's leaning into yeah. it and having fun with it, which is great, but emotionally, he is still the Lars that threw away the cake before he made it to the party.
2: Yeah, when he get when he gets back there, he's going to be uncomfortable with Sadie. He's going to be scared.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to save this for my final note, but I'm, I'm going to talk about that.
2: Uh, final thoughts, yeah. Um...
1: Well, I mean, unless everybody else has other stuff to say. Yeah. Um... Um, kind, kind of like how the episode is paced where we just kind of rip through it, but it's still like a whole bunch of fun. This is how that episode has gone.
2: This set up Jungle Moon in a way that didn't feel like we had to have a whole episode. Like It didn't feel like... To do Jungle Moon, which is, like, a pretty fucking cool episode. It was, like, a whole event and everything. We didn't have to have a boring episode. I don't want to say boring, but we didn't have to have a very reserved episode setting it up. It's, like, we had an awesome action-packed episode setting of Jungle Moon, which is this one. And then after this, we get, like, Jungle Moon, which is an amazing follow-up. So this is just, like, a great start to kind of a a two-part episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess we didn't really talk about it in that context, but... You know, we're not gonna watch Jungle Moon after this. We get, we need to take a break. I think. Yeah.
1: No, I, I got um, stuff I need to do. We should yeah, we should fair. probably record back to back like this more often though. Because... Yeah, I wanted to do this for I liter- literally edge.
2: wanted to do this for years. I've always just got to push back. I'm glad that now I have someone going to side. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm 100 down. Uh, okay, so they, uh final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, I I just love the off colors. I want to see them on Earth. I I want. I hope that they all get like. Some cool place to live, like kinda of together. Like, I don't know. I just I just want there to be like a little cool gem shanty town or something. I don't fucking know. I just love the all colors. Give me more of them, please. Give me more Lars and get
0: them to Earth as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah I,
2: I, I want I also want him to like come back and hang out with like Paradot and Lapis really badly because they're back on Earth still. And also Bismuth. Like that's an awesome gang. Like they can like help them build a house with Bismuth and paradox could be in charge and the lap this whole thing. i don't know i'm just excited it, for this they're great characters and they're still you know in the future
1: yeah it must have been like from here to homeworld where we were talking about how like lars is going to get back to earth right as steven and all of them have left for homeworld
2: yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah just, just miss them yeah
1: although earth is probably like you know earth is on the radar again for homeworld so it's it's not inconceivable that like something could go horribly wrong and earth could come under attack and who better to have to watch after everything when the gems are away than lars of the stars yeah yeah
2: in lapis and peridot that's yeah I'm exactly. excited for that that's that's gonna be dope um that's my final thought uh so that's gonna be dope uh, yeah <laughs> uh kayla what's your final thought um
1: so my final thought i've been talking about for a long time how I'm really excited for Lars to get back to Earth and interact with Sadie um, because it's going to be like super weird. I actually kind of feel for the first time that Lars might pull a Frodo here and be like I've seen too much. I was dead and a space pirate and Earth isn't my home anymore. My home is out there. Oh. Wow,
0: I mean, yeah. That'd be bold.
2: That'd be yeah, a bold. No, I'm, move. And
1: at this point, I'm actually kind of hoping for that.
2: Because, be kind of because awesome.
1: watching this again and seeing like how happy he is for the first time ever, I'm like, oh, they, yeah. they got it. they gotta do it. They gotta do it. They gotta yeah. do that. That Lars is a, a, an ambassador for Earth. You know, like they yeah, gotta guess, they gotta make you, him yeah. space Lars forever. You know,
2: because I really don't know what he would do in general. It's gotta be in, him in and city. Ronaldo
1: being ambassadors.
2: Yeah, that that I yes, I I really just want Ronaldo to to meet Je- the homeworld gems eventually. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Mickey, Natasha. Et cetera. Whoever you are, etc. Yes. What is yes. your final thought?
0: This is honestly one of my favorite episodes of the show so far. I would definitely put it in my, not in my top five, but it would definitely be within my top ten, close to top five. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I love the, I love the tone of it. I love the, it, like I said before, it just feels like an utterly fun episode of an old school Saturday morning cartoon yeah. where just everything feels so well paced and fun and it just, it, 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 it pushes you right into it in the most fun way possible. Yeah.
2: Definitely one of my favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. Ringo Zone approves. Yeah. Good Woo! job, Ringo's universe
1: good. 10 out of 10. Yeah.
2: Uh, all right. So, yeah, thank you for listening, y'all.
1: We love you. And until next time, bingo bongo. Bingo bongo.